Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are reading Isaiah chapters 18 through 22. Listen, Ethiopia, land of fluttering sails, that lies at the headwaters of the Nile, that sends ambassadors in swift boats down the river. Go, swift messengers, take a message to a tall, smooth-skinned people who are feared far and wide for their conquests and destruction and whose land is divided by rivers. All you people of the world, everyone who lives on the earth, when I raise my battle flag on the mountain, look. When I blow the ram's horn, listen. For the Lord has told me this. I will watch quietly from my dwelling place, as quietly as the heat rises on a summer day, or as the morning dew forms during the harvest. Even before you begin your attack, while your plans are ripening like grapes, the Lord will cut off your new growth from pruning shears. He will snap off and discard your spreading branches. Your mighty army will be left dead in the fields for the mountain vultures and the wild animals. The vultures will tear at the corpses all summer. The wild animals will gnaw at the bones all winter. At that time, the Lord of Heaven's armies will receive gifts from the land divided by rivers. From this small, tall, smooth-skinned people who are feared far and wide for their conquests and destruction, they will bring the gifts to Jerusalem, where the Lord of Heaven's armies dwells. This message came to me concerning Egypt. Look, the Lord is advancing against Egypt, riding on a swift cloud. The idols of Egypt tremble. The hearts of the Egyptians melt with fear. I will make Egyptian fight against Egyptian, brother against brother, neighbor against neighbor, city against city, province against province. The Egyptians will lose heart, and I will confuse their plans. They will plead with their idols for wisdom and call on spirits, mediums, and those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will hand Egypt over to a hard, cruel master. A fierce king will rule them, says the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. The waters of the Nile will fail to rise and flood the fields. The riverbed will be parched and dry. The canals of the Nile will dry up, and the streams of Egypt will stink with rotting reeds and rushes. All the greenery along the riverbank and all the crops along the river will blow up and dry up and blow away. The fishermen will lament for lack of work. Those who cast hooks into the Nile will groan, and those who use nets will lose heart. There will be no flax for the harvesters, no thread for the weavers. They will be in despair, and all the workers will be sick at heart. What fools are the officials of Zion? Their best counsel to the king of Egypt is stupid and wrong. Will they still boast to Pharaoh of their wisdom? Will they dare brag about all their wise ancestors? 
Where are your wise counselors, Pharaoh? Let them tell you what God plans, what the Lord of Heaven's armies is going to do to Egypt. The officials of Zion are fools, and the officials of Memphis are deluded. The leaders of the people have led Egypt astray. The Lord has sent a spirit of foolishness on them, so all their suggestions are wrong. They cause Egypt to stagger like a drunk in, its, in his vomit. There is nothing Egypt can do. All are helpless, the head and the tail, the noble palm branch and the lowly reed. In that day, the Egyptians will be as weak as women. They will cower in fear beneath the upraised fist of the Lord of Heaven's armies. Just to speak the name of Israel will terrorize them. For the Lord of Heaven's armies has laid out his plans against them. In that day, five of Egypt's cities will follow the Lord of Heaven's armies. They will even begin to speak Hebrew, the language of Canaan. One of these cities will be Hyopolis, the city of the sun. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt, and there will be a monument to the Lord at its border. There will be a sign and a witness that the Lord of heaven's armies is worshipped in the land of Egypt. When the people cry to the Lord for help against those who oppress them, he will send them a savior who will rescue them. The Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians. Yes, they will know that the Lord will give their sacrifices and offerings to him. They will make a vow to the Lord and keep it. The Lord will strike Egypt and then he will bring healing. For the Egyptians will turn to the Lord and he will listen to their pleas and heal them. On that day, Egypt and Assyria will be connected by a highway. The Egyptians and the Assyrians will move freely between their lands, and they will both worship God. In that day, Israel will be third, along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing in the midst of the earth. For the Lord of heaven's armies will say, Blessed, blessed be Egypt, my people. Blessed be Assyria, the land I have made. Blessed be Israel, my special possession. In the year when King Sargon of Assyria sent his commander-in-chief to capture the Philistine city of Ashdod, the Lord told Isaiah, son of Amoz, Take off the burlap you have been wearing and remove your sandals. Isaiah did as he was told and walked around naked and barefoot. Then the Lord said, My servant Isaiah has been walking around naked and barefoot for the last three years. This is a sign, a symbol of the terrible troubles I will bring upon Egypt and Ethiopia. For the king of Assyria will take away the Egyptians and the Ethiopians as prisoners. He will make them walk naked and barefoot, both young and old, their buttocks bared to the shame of Egypt. 
Then the Philistines will be thrown into a panic, for they counted on the power of Ethiopia and boasted of their allies in Egypt. They will say, if this can happen to Egypt, what chance do we have? We were counting on Egypt to protect us from the king of Assyria. This message came to me concerning Babylon, the desert by the sea. Disaster is roaring down on you from the desert, like a whirlwind sweeping in from the Negev. I see a terrifying vision. I see a betrayer betraying, the destroyer destroying. Go ahead, you Elamites and Medes. Attack and lay siege. I will make an end to all the groaning Babylon caused. My stomach aches and burns with pain. Sharp pangs of anguish are upon me, like those of a woman in labor. I grow faint when I hear what God is planning. I am too afraid to look. My mind reels and my heart races. I longed for evening to come, but now I am terrified of the dark. Look. They are preparing a great feast. They are spreading rugs for people to sit on. Everyone is eating and drinking beet, but quick, grab your shields and prepare for battle. You are being attacked. Meanwhile, the Lord said to me, put a watchman on the city wall and let him shoot out, shout out what he sees. He should look for chariots drawn by horses, pairs of horses and for riders on donkeys and camels. Let the watchman be fully alert. Then the watchman called out. Day after day I have stood on the watchtower, my lord. Night after night I have remained at my post. Now at last look. Here comes a man in a chariot with a pair of horses. Then the watchman said, Babylon is fallen, fallen. All the idols of Babylon lie broken on the ground. O oh, my people, threshed and winnowed. I have told you everything the Lord of heaven's armies has said. Everything the God of Israel has told me. This message came to me concerning Edom. Someone from Edom keeps calling to me, Watchman, how much longer until morning? When will night be over? And the watchman replies, Morning is coming, but night will soon return. If you wish to ask again, then come back and ask. This message came to me concerning Arabia. O caravans from Didan, Hide in the deserts of Arabia. O people of Tima, bring water to these thirsty people, food for these weary refugees. They have fled from the sword, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow and the terrors of battle. The Lord said to me, within a year, counting each day, all the glory of Kedar will come to an end. Only a few of its courageous archers will survive. I, the Lord, the God of Israel, have spoken. This message came to me concerning Jerusalem, the Valley of Vision. What is happening? Why is everyone running to the rooftops? The whole city is in a terrible uproar. What do I see in this reviling, re revealing city? 
Bodies are lying everywhere. Killed, not in battle, but by famine and disease. All your leaders have fled. They surround, surrendered without resistance. The people tried to slip away, but they were captured too. That's why I said, leave me alone to weep. Do not try to comfort me. Let me cry for my people as I watch them being destroyed. Oh, what a day of crushing defeat. What a day of confusion and terror brought by the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies upon the valley of vision. The walls of Jerusalem have been broken. The cries of death echo from the mountainsides. Elamites are the archers with their chariots and charioteers. The men of Kir hold up their shields. Chariots fill your beautiful valleys. The charioteers storm your gates. Judah's defenses have been stripped away. You run to the armory for your weapons. You ins- inspect the breaks in the walls of Jerusalem. You store up water in the lower pool. You survey the houses and tear some down for stone to strengthen the walls. Between the city walls, you build a reservoir for water from the old pool. But you never ask for help from the one who did all this. You never considered the one who planned this long ago. At that time, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, called to you to weep and mourn. He told you to shave your heads in sorrow for your sins and to wear clothes of burlap to show your remorse. But instead... You dance and play. You slaughter cattle and kill sheep. You feast on meat and drink wine. You say, let's feast and drink for tomorrow we die. The Lord of heaven's armies has revealed this to me. Till the day you die, you will never be forgiven for, your, for this sin. That is the judgment of the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. This is what the Lord, the Lord of heaven's army, said to me. Confront Shibna, the palace administrator, and give him this message. Why do you think, who do you think you are? And what are you doing here? Building a beautiful tomb for yourself, a monument high upon this, uh, on this rock. For the Lord is about to hurl you away, mighty man. He is going to grab you, crumble you into a ball, and toss you away into a desert barren land. There you will die, and your glorious chariots will be broken and useless. You are a disgrace to your master. Yes, I will drive you out of office, says the Lord. I will pull you down from your high position, and then I will call on my servant, Eklehem, son of Helkiah. To replace you. I will dress him in your royal robes and will give him your title and your authority, and he will be a father to the people of Israel and Judah. I will give him the key to the house of David, the highest position, and the royal court. When he opens doors, no one will be able to close them. When he closes doors, no one will be able to open them. He will bring honor to his family name. 
and I'll drive him firmly in place like a nail in the wall. They will give him great responsibility, and he will bring honor to even the lowliest members of his family. But the Lord of Heaven's armies also says, This time will come when I will pull out the nail that seems so firm. It will come out and fall to the ground. Everything it supports will fall with it. I, the Lord, have spoken. In today's reading, we see something very interesting in the life of Isaiah, that God tells Isaiah to take off his burlap clothing and to remove his sandals. And in chapter 20 of what we've read, it says that Isaiah did as he was told, and he walked around naked and barefoot for three years. You see, God was using the appearance of Isaiah to prophesy against Ethiopia and Egypt. And by doing so, Isaiah was following the command of the Lord. It's easy for us to say that we will follow the Lord and do whatever he wants them to do. But when it costs us something, perhaps in this case reputation, Sometimes we are hesitant. But Isaiah was willing to do whatever God told him to do. No matter the cost. No matter the shame. No matter the humiliation. He was willing to do what God commanded. If only we as Christians could have the same attitude that that God does not necessarily call us to, to take off our burlap clothing and walk around naked but God does call us to get out of our comfort zones he calls us to to do things that we would not normally do on our own not so that we can be comfortable and be praised but for the message of the Lord and for his mission to take place so the question today for us to ponder is what are we willing to do for God What are we willing to give up? What are we willing to sacrifice? What shame are we willing to endure because of Jesus Christ? Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.